Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibility. I say one Mississippi, there's a magnolia. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio right here on Biloxi's Back Bay, welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where, as we remind you every single week, we're going to celebrate Mississippi's great outdoors at lunchtime here on, on every single Monday, and we appreciate you joining us. I keep hearing from people from all across the state, and... Um, Man, there's some people who are passionate about the outdoors, and I love hearing from you. So I really appreciate you listening and following this show. Um, I want to thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi Network or on C- Super Talk TV at Seaspire TV. But if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it's February the 21st, 2022. My son Jordan's birthday, incidentally. So happy birthday, JoJo, as we call him. Um, I was asked to come up to Jackson last week. To, uh, I had an opportunity to address. They asked me to be the speaker for the night at the annual uh, Sportsman's Caucus for the Mississippi Legislature. And it was extremely well attended. Um, I saw a bunch of old friends from my son Harold days and made some new friends. Uh, was really surprised to hear how many people paid attention to, uh, to, the, to the show. Uh, it's always great to, to sort of get in a group like that of passionate outdoorsmen and women and, uh, and get a, have a connection with them. But the show's, you know, touching a lot of people and, it's, and so many of them are paying attention as well. But I'm also reminded that when we're in the outdoors together, it doesn't really matter what your political affiliation is. We're one Mississippi, as my friend Steve Azar says in the opening song. We are definitely just one Mississippi. Uh, I was delighted to, uh, to have some amazing catfish, I might add. The Department of Wildlife fisheries of parks they've got that down to a science and the fixings that, that came with the dinner were also just amazing so overall it was a great evening and uh, i had the honor of sharing my passion for mississippi's outdoors and i told him what i say to you every week on this show that i'm going to leave the politics of the legislature up to my friends paul gallo and gerard uh, but from time to time, we're going to talk about why what happens in Jackson at our state capitol matters to outdoorsmen and women. Um, and one of those matters that I talked about was uh, the same thing that I've continued to talk about here on Super Talk Outdoors is the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. Two weeks ago, we uh, had a terrific conversation with the Secretary of State. Michael Watson, uh, just real, I mean, he's so focused on bringing this, like, diverse group of people together from all sectors of conservation to develop and formulate a plan for conservation in Mississippi. I uh, really appreciate his leadership, and I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And then last week, I had Representative Trey Lamar and Agricultural and Commerce Commissioner Andy Gibson, and we, we talked about the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund from their point of view, and they were both extremely passionate, terrific conversations. If you miss those conversations, incidentally, you can go back to the uh, Facebook page, Super Talk Mississippi Facebook page, Super Talk Outdoors YouTube page. You can get it in so many different ways. Go to, I listen to Spotify. You can go to Spotify, search Super Talk Outdoors. It will pop up. You can listen to it that way. Again, however you want it, this this show is available to you. But those were great conversations. Um, but, you know, as it relates to the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund, if you love the outdoors, if you really, really love the outdoors, you're going to love this fund. And I've often referred to it as generational leader, uh, legislation. It got a little hung up in the Senate last year, and I'll talk to you more about that in a second. But as a result, we missed another year of federal matching funds. And, that, and we're going, you're going to hear us talk today, hear me talk a lot today about this whole notion of federal matching funds because that's where a lot of the big dollars are and that's why it's important for us to have a dedicated fund but we've got to uh, we've got to invest 
and our outdoors. We, that, that, I think most people at least understand that. They may disagree on how to best do that, but the opportunity for us to create and enhance wildlife habitat in our state for generations to come is um, there's so, so many opportunities, but it takes money to do that. And we can match state money with federal money and I think make a huge difference. Um, but unfortunately, here we are again. We're, we've got the Senate and the House at least in terms of the bills they passed that have passed each of those chambers, they seem at least at this point pretty far apart on how to best address this. Um, there's going to be um, there's going to be a lot going on in the legislature this year. I, I refer to it as noise. Um, I mean, it's probably one of the most consequential legislative sessions since the uh, special sessions that followed Hurricane Katrina. That is for sure. Some of the most important legislation in our state's history happened after Hurricane Katrina. But this is this is important. This is an important legislative session. And there are a lot of competing objectives. So there's a lot of noise as a result of that. So what I'm hoping is that conservation leaders are able to focus on the Conservation Trust Fund in the coming days. Because the next few days is when a lot of the rubber is going to hit the road as it, as it relates to this. Um, there's some positive signs that I'm seeing. First of all, there's a growing number of legislative and conservation leaders across the state who understand that creating this fund is going to help significantly strengthen our investment in Mississippi's outdoors. And as I continue to say, and I will, I will just drive this point home, it will enable major league matching fund opportunities on the federal level. So the House version of this bill is going to commit a percentage of existing sales tax from sporting goods to the fund. This is called a sales tax diversion. In the House version, this would actually grow to about $15 million a year by year three. Having the trust fund will enable Mississippi to capture significant federal, and I might also add private matching funds. Um, I often cite the example of Georgia. Uh, we, they made a $20 million investment and, and grew it to nearly $100 million. So clearly, the money we invest will, will be paid back in significant ways. But we've got to, we've got to have a, a dedicated funding source in order to get the majority of the, of the uh, federal funds that are available to us. In other words, without the matching funds from the state, for the most part, we're dead in the water in terms of the federal funds currently available to us. This is a really important point to make. As a result of not having that fund now, we're missing out on some matching opportunities, very significant matching opportunities. Okay, the last year, the, the bill to create the trust fund overwhelmingly passed the House 117 to 2. This year, two versions of the bill uh, essentially passed the, the bill. They're, they're essentially the same, 100, uh, the House, 117 to 4. On the Senate side last year, uh, Senate uh, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman triple referred the bill Triple referring a bill, just for those who don't know the term, essentially the same thing as saying that he doomed the bill to death. But there was some wrangling that took place in the Senate that enabled the, the, the bills to get out of the three committees, but it was a stripped-down version. Um, what made it to the, uh, the full Senate, and I've referred to in the past as a, essentially a toothless bill, it would not allow the trust fund to be spent on private land. And now with more than 80% of the, of the uh, land in Mississippi being private land, you can't have a viable statewide conservation effort if you don't include private land. This issue was settled a long, long time ago, and we can thank Senator Thad Cochran for, for his leadership on, on something specific. It was, you know, obviously Thad Cochran was an incredible leader for our state for many years, but the Farm Bill created incredible programs, some of the most successful programs in our nation's history, and programs like the CRP program and WRP program. And that involves, uh, the Farm Bill, that is, involves 100% private, uh, private land. Now, Thad Cochran's legacy continues to live on. As Secretary of State uh, Michael Watson and I discussed on the show, as he continues to work on efforts to map out a conservation plan that includes a, a wide range of conservation leaders, uh, from state and federal government uh, to private sector, from non-governmental entities like Nature Conservancy, Wildlife Mississippi, Ducks Unlimited, they all concluded that in order for us to have a viable statewide program, you got to include all the stakeholders. Uh, you want their ideas. You want their best practices. You, you want them to, to look around the nation to find out who's doing this stuff well, who's being innovative. You need their passion for conservation. 
And and by the way, you need their significant experience in going after federal funds. That that is that is for sure. But the Senate version last year uh, took out non-governmental organizations like the Nature Conservancy, Wildlife Mississippi, and Ducks Unlimited. They said they cannot apply for funds. So I, I, I asked this last year, and I had the same question again this year. Why wouldn't you include conservation experts who do this for a living? Why wouldn't you include the, their innovative efforts and their experience and that, that they have gained from working in other states? And there is no dedicated funding source in the Senate version. The program will have to wait for annual legislative appropriations. But consider this. Most conservation efforts take years to fully implement and, and appreciate. How can you do multi-year conservation projects if you don't have dedicated funding? There's so many questions. I could spend the rest of the show talking about it. But last year, Delbert Hoseman made it clear he opposed the diversion in taxes, tax revenue uh, from the sale of sporting goods. He opposed using trust money for private land. And he opposed involving non-governmental organizations. The Senate bill ultimately last year addressed his concerns. And their bill this year is sort of the same. So when we come back on the other side, I want to share with you some of the couple, a couple of the uh, the really positive efforts that I've seen happening in the last week or so that I think bodes well for maybe where we're headed with this. And then I'm going to ask uh, some of my friends from the Nature Conservancy, Wildlife Mississippi, and Ducks Unlimited to join me, and we're going to continue the conversation and talk a little bit more about where we can go from here, and just kind of talk about why this is important for Mississippi. We'll see you after this break. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. Man, let's get real for a moment. As we age, the body part that we love the most doesn't always work quite as well as it used to. The launch sequence breaks down. The flag doesn't rise like before. And your significant other suffers along with you. Well, It doesn't need to be like that anymore. If erectile dysfunction has you down, you might just need our new painless, non-surgical, and effective ED treatments. This revolutionary acoustic wave therapy is specifically designed to restore blood flow, stimulate growth, and it may just give you your sex life back. So come one, come all to Integrated Wellness and Medical Center in Ridgeland and restore your confidence back to you. Call 601-202-8044 today for your no-cost or obligation erectile dysfunction evaluation. That's 601-202-8044. And get back in the game, fellas. Call now, 601-202-8044. When the power goes out, your life is disrupted. Heat, air conditioning, refrigeration, phones, all gone. Be prepared for the next outage with a Generac Home Standby Generator. After sensing a power outage, a Generac Generator automatically restores your home's power, whether you're home or away. Power your life with a Generac Home Standby Generator. In Central Mississippi, contact Generator Technologies at 601-862-3419. That's 601-862-3419 or online at generator-tec.com. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. Every day, I see people in crisis. On the surface, they need a good meal. Deep inside, they need hope. On my best day ever, I can't save anybody. But we each can be a tool God uses to change a life. I want to challenge you. Allow God to use you to help someone else today. Check us out at gatewaymission.org, helping people right here in Jackson, Mississippi. 
Nelson Golf and Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented eight-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf and Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gluckstadt or online at bennelson.com. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. And uh, let me say this you know, if you're driving along in your pickup truck or just enjoying sort of a break during lunch, sorry to be talking so much about legislative activities, but. If you love hunting or fishing or canoeing or anything else as it relates to the outdoors in Mississippi, you got to pay attention to this conversation because the Conservation Trust Fund legislation that's in front of the legislature as we speak is generationally important to our enjoyment of the outdoors. And, uh, and so I'm going to stay focused on it until, you know, until we get this thing passed. Um, so where I, when I left off, I was talking about the difference between the Senate and the House bills. And I want to tell you where we are now. Uh, the two bills that have been single, the, the two bills in the Senate have been uh, have been single referred this year. So there's no triple referral. It, that in itself, by the way, is a is a really good move. Okay, so it's been sent over to Chairman Neil Whaley's uh, committee, and, and Neil is the uh, is the chairman of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Committee on the Senate side. And um, so now the fate of the trust fund, the Conservation Trust Fund is in Senator Neil Whaley's hands. You know, th- so one committee, both bills from the House are in that committee. That's where the rubber is going to hit the road, and we're going to follow closely how Neil Whaley leads this conversation going forward. I also hear that there were, there were some excellent meetings last week between uh, the Senate, House, Wildlife, Senate and House Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks Committees with uh, Chairman, Senate, uh, Chairman on the Senate side, like I mentioned, Neil Whaley, and also Representative Bill Kincaid from the House side, and some conservation leaders. And I also have heard that there's been some good dialogue and questions coming from the Lieutenant Governor's Office. So it feels already at this stage of the game that it's different this year. We shall soon see over the coming days. I do, But I do sense progress, and I hope I'm right about that. But I should also mention that there was a story recently by Taylor Vance in the Daily Journal that says that uh, Lieutenant Governor intends to fix uh, state parks first before they move in this direction. Let me give you the exact quote from uh, from uh, the Lieutenant Governor. I think all of our discussions in the Senate has been about fa- uh, the fact that we believe the state parks ought to be fixed first before we start fixing private land. Well, there's really nothing to fix on the private land side. That's, let me point that out first, because what we're trying to do is across state and federal lands to, do, to create wildlife habitat and other projects that enhance, enhance conservation in Mississippi. But that's his position. He said that was our position last year, and I don't see that changing this year. So that was his comment. So let me get back over here and just say this, that I think a lot of people know that we have some work to do in our state parks. But conservation efforts uh, in this state don't have to wait for state parks to get fixed. Why? Those are not mutually exclusive. We can do both of these things. But to think that we're going to hold up conservation efforts until we fix state parks, that is, I don't know why we're, why we're talking that way. And I hope we're not now. Um, okay, like I said, there's been projects even since this story ran. So I know that Delbert Hoseman is a conservation leader. He's proven that in the past. I hope he now sees moving this legislation forward creates for him a conservation legacy like nothing he's ever done before. So we're, we're hoping that, that we're going to get his leadership on this effort, and I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. I've actually asked uh, Senator Neil Whaley to join me, or will ask him to join me on the show next week. And also we're going to be joined by Will Primos. Will has been super passionate about this issue. So I'm hoping that, um, that we've got some great news to share next Monday about movements that have happened that will really enable Mississippi to stay the capital of the outdoors in the U.S. and that we can pass the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. So 
It is landmark legislation. I'm passionate about it. I hope that you're getting passionate about it. I think I hope that you know this, this these conversations that we're having here on Super Talk Outdoors helps you understand why we need to focus on this. So, without any further ado, let me bring a terrific group of guys into the conversation, and we're going to uh, we're going to talk more about all of this here. I've got James from Wildlife Mississippi, Alex from the Nature Conservancy, and Ed from the from Ducks Unlimited. Hey guys, how you doing? Good morning. So James Cummings, let's come to you first. Um, you heard you heard the the comment about fixing the state parks first. The, the you know, honestly, you've written a book on on uh, on conservation efforts. You've written a book on private lands and how they're part of how they have to be part of a viable conservation effort. Um, fixing capital fixing uh, capital projects that we would do on state parks that's not really conservation uh, my, my thought is they should probably ought to spend that off and go fix those things with the federal money they've got available to us and not confuse that with the kind of conservation efforts that we're talking about today what do you think about that so i i, I certainly agree that that they need to be fixed i mean in fact we we lost a year by not getting the bill passed last year if it was going to include parks in private land. So we're, we're already a year behind. You know, as we as we celebrate President's Day, I, I'm obviously thinking about Theodore Roosevelt, but I'm also thinking about Ronald Reagan and what a great president he was. And Reagan only created one national park. Uh, he created a lot of access uh, to existing public lands, but he also created the largest private lands program in our nation's history, and that's the Conservation Reserve Program in 1985. That, that program, since its inception, has pumped $1.1 billion into Mississippi. The Wetland Reserve Program, another, you've talked about Senator Cochran, uh, uh, one of Thad's legacies, is, is that's a $500 million program. You know, and I'm sitting here thinking as we're all talking and listening to you about what we're taxed, we're not even taxing the conservation monies that are coming in the state. We're not counting that toward this. But, you know, yes, I agree, you know, to your point, We've got to look at taking care of, of the things that we bought, whether it be fixing invasive species on wildlife management areas, you know, whether it be, you know, fixing state parks. Uh, we've got to have a comprehensive program. You know, if I'm a farmer and I, and I have bow weevils in my field, uh, I don't fit, I don't treat 20% of my field. I treat all of it, you know, whether it's wild hogs or whatever it is. And that's what we're trying to say is let's have a comprehensive program for Mississippi. Uh, you talked about leveraging. You know, there's $74 billion in the in the infrastructure bill. You know, if we miss another year, we're going to miss a big piece of that because that's a one-year deal, a one and done. You know, so I, anyway, I don't I don't know that you ever completely get finished fixing parks. I have a house. I have a cabin. I'm fortunate enough to have a cabin. I'm always fixing on them. I don't know when that's done. But, you know, I do think we, you know, we're, there's one thing that, that you know, whether it's, Ed or Alec with DU, you know, or Ed with DU and Alec with TNC. We all met last week, and if there's one thing that comes across clearly is is the passion that our elected leaders have for conservation. And I'm confident that we're going to be working toward a solution. And I'll shut up there. I've already talked too long, but uh, no, those are all really relevant points. And you, you know, you wrote the book on this. You're you're widely read, nationally known. Uh, conservation leader and your point of view. In fact, you're here in Mississippi and that, that we're fortunate to have you. Alex, coming over to you, one of the things, you know, you, Nature Conservancy has been involved in all kinds of efforts, in, you know, creating WMAs, you know, the wildlife management areas. You've been involved in so many conservation efforts, but more recently, actually, you were involved in this uh, sort of uh, stakeholder analysis uh, that was put together by the Secretary of State to look at at the at the situation. And at the you know, sort of at the basis of this is the fact that wildlife don't don't know property lines, and it's just important for us to focus on uh, wetland. Excuse me, uh, wildlife habitat and WMAs and in, and then government-owned land, as it is in private land. But you have to do both in concert with one another to have a truly viable program. What are your thoughts about that? I'm really kind of flinching a little bit because I can, I can see my dad, if I came in and I just bush-hogged 20% of the field growing up, I can tell you how that would go down. Oh, it would not be pretty. But as I told Ed and James last week in these meetings we had, and in these discussions, it's really a remarkable time in Mississippi's history to have the available funding to address the needs, infrastructure needs, at state parks with the federal money we have. 
but to also at the same time have the support and the backing and the polling that we know is out there that says, hey, we can go invest in our WMAs, we can go invest in our national wildlife refuges, we can go invest in our national forests, our state forests, and comprehensive private lands program. I mean, you're talking about something that I dare say James probably thought was unimaginable at one point in time, and here we sit today with the with the ability at our fingertips to do that. So, yeah. you know, when, in Secretary Watson's, Michael Watson's analysis in the James and, and Ed were a part of that too. His group was real unique in that it it participants were both federal and state conservation and natural resource agencies, charitable conservation groups like DUTNC and Wildlife Mississippi. And then we had some private individuals that do conservation easement work and on the ground field work and monitoring. And eighty percent of us said this is the most foundational piece that we need. This is the greatest lever you can pull in order to have the greatest impact for conservation. So I'm excited and um, I mean it's really we're on the cusp of it. It's at our fingertips and you know I'm I'm excited to see what's gonna happen. One of the most one of the most significant challenges we face in the state, it's just a reality, is a loss of, of, of habitat. And when we come back, I want to talk with uh, Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited to talk about why this is an important conversation for us and these efforts can actually help us address it. We'll see you after this drive, after this break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. A 90% chance of rain today, mostly cloudy, high near 71. Tonight, 30% chance of rain, low around 64. Your Tuesday, more rain in the forecast, mostly cloudy, high near 81. And for your Wednesday, a 50-50 shot of the wet stuff, mostly cloudy, high near 74. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply expert since 1871. The American Council of Engineering Companies is the voice of our state's engineering community and a proud sponsor of National Engineers Week. The purpose of this week is to shine a spotlight on the contributions that engineers make to society. To get a true sense of just how important engineers are for the quality of our life and safety, just look around your home, the roads you travel, your job, and everything you eat and drink. An engineer helped make it happen. This message brought to you by the American Council of Engineering Companies of Mississippi. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in, in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. What do your customers expect from you? Consistency, reliability, a healthy place for them to frequent, and fantastic customer satisfaction? That's the same thing you deserve. And you'll get it from Jenny King, the king of clean. We currently clean and disinfect over 350 businesses, buildings, healthcare facilities, schools, and offices here in the Jackson area with a 99.99% customer satisfaction success rate. Plus, our average customer retention rate is eight years. For your clean and healthy building, go to JennyKingCleans.com. That's JennyKingCleans.com now. Jenny King. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. 
I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Nissan is investing $500 million to retool its assembly plant near Canton. This will allow for the assembly of two new electric vehicles at the plant, which currently operates two assembly lines and employs 5,000. Ryan Miller is the executive director of the Office of Workforce Development. If you're going to upskill 2,000 of your employees for new technology, uh, the, two new lines, two new vehicles, you've got to put in place some 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 training plans and some str- strategic plans uh, educationally that will get those people to where they need to be. So working with our community colleges, the, the promise that we made is that we're going to work with Nissan, understand what their needs are with their product mm-hmm. line, and make sure that there are educational pathways uh, that will not just allow their current workforce to, to be upskilled, but to make sure that there's a workforce in perpetuity. The Japanese automaker predicts that electric vehicles will make up 40% of their U.S. sales by 2030. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day at 5 o'clock for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, they have the freshest lineup of 2022 SUVs in America. Like Ford Escape, Ford Edge, or Ford Explorer, all named 2021 IIHS top safety picks. The SUVs of the future weren't built for a few. They are built for America. Ford SUVs, see a Ford dealer near you and drive one today. What does the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do? We are a voluntary, non-governmental, non-partisan organization seeking solutions to the social economic issues impacting Mississippi farm families. Our mission is to elevate agriculture at the local, state, and national levels. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through walls and fall football, a Gulf Coast sunset and a Delta dawn. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. We're having a, a really detailed conversation because we're at a really critical point in the juncture as it relates to the Mississippi legislature and this Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund that I have talked about numerous times on this show and will continue to talk about it and help I hope it's educating you and making you passionate about the kind of things that Mississippi's got to do if we're going to address things, uh, concerns that we have about loss of habitat, et cetera, in this state. If you look at what these other states are doing, and we're only one of two states in the southeast that do not have an, a, a, a trust fund similar to this, uh, we hear Louisiana is working on it, so we may actually be the last. Let's hope that's not the case. But either way, though, if you look at uh, what, what's happening in the, in the other states, they're leveraging uh, their state money on the federal level and, and doing some very, very significant projects. Imagine spending 50 to $100 million a year on, uh, on wildlife habitat. I mean, every single year nonstop. Imagine what we could do to address some of our concerns. Uh, so anyway, let's move over now to, uh, we have a g- good group. James Cummings from Wildlife Mississippi, Alex Littlejohn from the Nature Conservancy, and Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited. Uh, but I want to move over to Ed now and just ask Ed, you know, Ed, you know, you heard what I said going into the break just a second ago. There's a real opportunity for us now to address a concern that all of us have had about loss of, of habitat. I mean, this is a really big issue for, for Mississippi. We're not just talking about ducks either. It's just in general, loss of habitat is a big deal, isn't it? It is a big deal. And we look across our state and we see a lot of economic growth and that's, that's good. And that's, that's creating jobs for, for Mississippians and the folks in our communities. And, and unfortunately, we're also seeing some losses of habitat with that. And, and the two are not mutually exclusive. I want to be very clear in saying we can, we can have economic growth. We can have new opportunities, but we can also uh, protect and conserve wildlife habitat. We can also have clean water. 
we can also have a lot of public access to natural resources and in all the states that I get to work, I get to work across the South and in places that do have a trust fund like this, there are good economic growth opportunities. There are good paying jobs and there is an excellent quality of life in those places with an outdoor stewardship trust fund. And we all know that the natural resources are a foundation to our economy. Our foundation to our way of life here, and this is a great way to help make sure that that we have the same opportunities for our grandkids that we've been able to enjoy for our for our whole existence here in the state. So, you know, this is a great opportunity, and and it's great to see senators and House members no longer questioning whether we need something like this in the state. Seventy five percent of Mississippians support this. Uh, and now it seems like our elected officials are listening to that and they're, they're, no, they're no longer questioning it. They're asking about what projects would look like. And we talked a lot about legislative uh, details and in the weeds conversation today. And we want to make sure that folks are focused on the most important thing. And that's what this will look like when it gets done, because it's not a question of if it's a question of when. So I'm excited to see where this is headed. Well, in coastal Mississippi, I mean, it could, you know, there's so many great examples. This could be uh, putting a reef program, for example, on steroids. If you, if you look off the, I spent some time in Alabama, so I'm familiar with what they're doing. If you go, if I were to take you on my boat and turn on the GPS, you should see the, if not thousands of numbers I have in off the Alabama coast. Some, one of the most aggressive reprograms in America right there in Alabama. Mississippi has done okay in that area, but if you compare the number of available reefs to what's happening in Alabama, it doesn't even compare. That's what could, that's what, that's just an example of what could happen. I want to make it clear too that I'm not a member of any of these organizations. I'm not a member of, of, of any conservation organization. I don't own land that could benefit from this. I, I lease the three farms that I lease up in the Mississippi delta because i love to hunt but what this has given me an opportunity to to do is see the unique relationship i have with my farmers and i've said oftentimes on out on on super talk outdoors i can't imagine going forward without having the relationship i have with the dunn family and lee abraham who we lease land from I, i can't imagine what it would be like i see the role that the the farmers are playing in this conversation but as it relates specifically to the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund and the federal money that's available to us. Coming over to James Cummings from Wildlife Mississippi, the farm bill is the, is the, is the big one. I mean, there's no doubting the fact that, that if we could have a dedicated funding source in Mississippi that would give us our matching fund component, that we could go get big dollars from the farm bill, and that's all private land. And by not having it, we don't get it. And that's an issue. We, the farmers are just, oh, and by the way, before, before you mention that, when I was having this conversation with uh, the uh, Ag Commissioner last week, Andy Gibson, he had a map behind him. And in the Delta, you could see all the row crops in, in Mississippi, and it was all kind of dark green. And the rest of Mississippi was light green, and sort of indicating where private land was. And, you know, this could be, you know, timber farming or whatever. It's incredible how how really compelling that map is when you look at that map and you see the amount of private land there is in mississippi um we need to have access to that farm bill don't we buddy absolutely we're we're missing a tremendous amount of dollars just in private lands alone it's six billion a year you know uh some of the smaller sub programs within it or matching grant programs that we don't have an opportunity to go after and, and I've, I've heard some people say, well, you know, they don't want to see some wealthy person pay for their food plot or duck hole. Well, totally, I'm going to agree. I'm in agreement with that. You know, this past Saturday morning, I was able to join 34 African-American landowners uh, to talk about the farm bill and how they can, they can, you know, I mean, it was, it was out of Madison. Congressman Thompson was there for about 15 minutes. He had a, a date with a hog hunt, smart guy, uh, uh, but you, you had a number of, of landowners that they don't have access to these funds. You know, uh, they're not wealthy. You know, they, they, they've been discriminated against historically. So how can we help? How can we help them? And without a trust fund, without matching dollars, it's going to be extremely difficult. Yeah. I mean, again, I've come back to this many times, but since 1985, the two most incredible best practices by the federal government as it relates to, to, to wetland, excuse me, wildlife habitat is the CRP and WRP programs. I mean, I mean, those are, I mean, this is nationwide a ser- serious best practice, huh, James? 
and $1.6 billion to Mississippi's coffers. $1.6 wow. billion. Wow. It's incredible. I mean, you know, I mean, it, and, and it, it's improving the lives. It's creating places, you know, to take kids to go hunting and fishing and, and watching wildlife. It's it's about quality of life. This this is about making Mississippi better to attract economic development. You know, as, as Ed talked about, they're, they're, not, they're not mutually exclusive. How can we use conservation to make this a better state for everyone? Alex, when you and I talked on my show, Coach, it was really a terrific visit we had a couple of weeks ago. One of the you actually you know if you look at the farm bill, there are a lot of sub sub programs inside the farm bill. They cover a wide variety of, of uses, but you actually mentioned one. You guys did a comparison of uh, states that have a trust fund as compared to Mississippi on just one program. What tell me tell me again about that? Yeah, James mentioned one of the sub programs inside the farm bill, and there are numerous ones. This particular one we looked at with James and Ed and others was the Regional Conservation Partnership Program. And when you look across the states that have a trust fund set up, they're gaining every year about $6 million. James, correct me if I'm wrong, Ed, you as well. But they're getting every year on average about $6 million. Well, Mississippi is getting from that same program about $300,000. So right there, we're, we're leaving $5.7 million right there. Now, you take that one program, you, you multiply it across 10 years, and just in one program, we're talking about almost $60 million that we're leaving on the table. One program. James and Ed and others and I sat down and said, okay, let's look at some others, and without going into details on each one of those topics, we came up with about 40 to $60 million every year that Mississippi is completely not competing for, not gaining because we don't have a trust fund set up. Well, you take that 40 to 60, you times it across 10 years. Now we're talking about half a billion dollars. And as everybody knows, if you're out there on a WMA, a National Wildlife Refuge, a state forest, if you're hunting and fishing those areas, you see the needs. I mean, you... You can't not be on these places and not see the needs. I mean, if you're standing in at Mahana and and don't get drawn, you, you used to be able to run up to Delta National Forest and go try to shoot a duck in Delta National Forest or try to harvest a deer or shoot some squirrels, whatever it may be. Um, but you can't do that right now because the needs at Delta National Forest aren't being met. But again, you, you look back and you look across these programs Half a billion dollars over ten years is significant. We can make we can move some serious serious needles with that kind of investment if we had a trust fund set up here in Mississippi. Very very significant, boy. That gets my attention, and that's why the the federal matching piece and the fact that the farm bill is the majority of the federal matching piece, and that includes private land. I wish we'd quit having this conversation that pits landowners against <laughs> non landowners. That's that's really not very productive. And again, wildlife don't know property lines. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with my, my great cast today. Love having this, this particular group with us. And we'll continue the conversation about the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund. See you after this break. Whistling that sweet soul for him. I said three Mississippi to this land called home. I breathe Mississippi till I'm dead and gone. Just carry on. national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. 
What makes Canon Nissan a great dealership? That's easy. Great products, great sales team, and great service. With the largest parts department in the state. This is Dave Logan. Canon Nissan's service department is open six days a week. No appointment is needed. We have two master techs, and we'll do oil changes on most makes and models. Right now, buy three tires and get the fourth one for a dollar. Plus the friendly professional service you've come to expect from Canon Nissan of Jackson. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. Tax refund? Spend it on something you really need. A set of Kenda tires from Gateway Tire and Service Center. With each and every Gateway Tire purchase comes free flat repairs, free rotations, free road hazard, and free tire balancing. Plus, with four locations near you, we'll make sure you and your new Kenda tires are back on the road fast. If you need mechanical repairs, visit your Jackson or Yazoo City Gateway Tire for brake work, AC tune-up, suspension service, and so much more. See complete details online at gatewaytire.com. That's gatewaytire.com. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Dream Home AC Systems. (laughs) Are you feeling it? (sighs) Dream. The new degree of comfort. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. It's time to take a road trip down to the coast for CPR Fest 20. Outside on the grounds of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum, Saturday, April 2nd. Starring Mississippi's own Three Doors Down, live. Bad Flower. Non-point. Dead Poets Society. And special guest Giovanni and the Hired Guns. And check out the best local music in the state on the CPR Fest homegrown stage. A very limited number of reserved seats are on sale now. General admission tickets just $35 plus Ticketmaster fees. Don't wait. Get yours now at Ticketmaster.com. It's the biggest rock show of the year. Saturday, April 2nd, outside of the Mississippi Coast Coliseum in Biloxi. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. And one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through walls and fall football, a Gulf Coast sunset. And a deal to Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have my friends James Cummings from uh, Wildlife Mississippi, Ed Penny from Ducks Unlimited, and Alex and Little John from the Nature Conservancy. And let's come to you real quick. I, I was thinking about what James said a few minutes ago about you know this notion that a landowner is rich is really kind of a false notion. I'm, sur- I'm sure that some landowners are rich, but there are a lot of landowners in Mississippi who are not rich. In fact, they may be land rich, but they really don't have the resources to do what they need to do from a conservation point of view, and this is what this is all about. I might also add that they don't just take the money. they got to do something in return. So talk a little bit about that, Ed. Sure, yeah. I mean, landowners come in many shapes, forms, and sizes uh, in our state, and we go to church with them. You know, their kids are on our baseball teams. We went to school with them. They're folks we know, and these folks are paying taxes. You know, typically, you know, family families have land. They may have some pine trees on their property. They have some, some pasture land. They've got a few cows on it. These are landowners that, that we know. Uh, and unfortunately, because they are paying taxes, they're paying all kinds of bills. 
they need they need some help to do conservation work that's needed on their property. That's that's treating invasive species like kogon grass in South Mississippi. That's keeping wild hogs off their property through federal funding and programs like that. You know, they're doing prescribed burning to benefit turkeys or quail and, and to, to help the pine trees grow better. So the federal programs that James and you have talked about and that are available, they're, they're for doing things. You know, folks are replanting trees. They're, they're selling their farming rights when they, when they do a conservation easement through the wetland reserve program. They're restoring wetlands at their own expense and then getting reimbursed for it. So, these folks are doing the work on the ground that supports clean water, that supports wildlife habitat, that creates public access and even huntable wild huntable wildlife populations for a lot of us to enjoy. So, you know, I I kind of recoil when when we talk about rich landowners because they are not all they are not all like that. In fact, most aren't. Most aren't. So, Alex, what would you add to that? You know, again. And I feel like a little bit of a broken record. You've got to, when you look at conservation, you've got to look at both private and public lands, and they are mutually beneficial to one another. A, a wildlife do not know property boundaries. Um, they don't know boundary lines. They don't know any of that. They know habitat. So that when you when you can provide habitat on both public and private lands. You're, I mean, the benefits are incredible as if you were just going to do it on public lands. It, it's just, you know, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You know, if I walked in and told my dad that I only, I only mowed 20 or bush hog 20% of the pasture, I can tell you it wouldn't end well for Alex Littlejohn growing up. <laughs> and, and, and much like your yard today, if you mow 20% of your yard, it doesn't make sense. It just absolutely, you've got to look at conservation holistically. Now, Ed and James and I do it. Because we're in this world every day, it's just an eight. It just comes to, it's just, it's just what we do. But to pit public versus private when it comes to conservation is just, it's not productive. And that's not being honest with, with what the needs are and the issues are out there, as well as the opportunities we have. And these are once in a lifetime opportunities that we have before us over the next few years to really land some of this money in Mississippi like we've never seen before for conservation. And when I tell you like never before, as you alluded to, James has written a book, written a couple books. We've never had this kind of money before as he was writing those books. This is a whole nother chapter in conservation in ways that we never thought possible. And Mississippi, there's no reason Mississippi should be sitting on the sidelines at this moment in time. So James, uh, boy, what a great tip for you as we as we start to wind down uh, our show together. But what what closing thoughts do you have about that? So you know, to follow up on what Alex and Ed were talking about, this argument about about wealthy landers is not new. The United States Congress and it's signed into law. When you when you sign up or you apply for a conservation program, there are income limits. If you make too high an income, you can't participate. So that's that. That ship has sailed. We're already doing, you know, we have those safeguards in place, you know, so I'm excited about that. You know, if I, if I was legislator for a day, you know, Ricky, you know, and I had a blank sheet of paper, I'd write on one side all of Mississippi's conservation and recreation needs. I'd look at the next column and I'd write down what funding sources are out there that have the greatest leveraging opportunities. And then I'd tailor our stewardship fund to try to, to try to, achieve the most dollars to hit the most needs in the state you know that's simple to me you know but i'm confident we've got some very passionate leaders that you know in in that are elected officials and i'm i'm confident we'll find a pathway forward and we won't go another year without funding parks in private lands we're the capital of the outdoors in the u.s i say it every week on this show we have to act like we're the capital of the outdoors wildlife habitat is a huge issue for the state this is an opportunity to address that So I hope that you've enjoyed this conversation. We're going to continue to talk about the Outdoor Stewardship Trust Fund until this thing passes. And uh, until next week, join me and enjoy a conversation with uh, Will Primos. And I'm going to invite Senator uh, Neil Whaley to join me. Hopefully he's available. And uh, we'll continue the conversation. Until then, we'll see you next week. And stay safe, like always say. Stay safe in the outdoors. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Ricky. Mississippi. 
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.